very warm welcome to Thought for the Day. I'm Pastor Priscilla Leong from Trinity Christian Centre. I'm very glad you can join me. This week's broadcast focuses on big lessons from small things. And we'll be right back after this worship song, so stay tuned. There is one thing I desire, one thing I seek To hide in you, abide in you I'm yours for you to keep You prepare a table for me You're my portion and my cup You are the source of strength Lord, you have filled me up You are my shepherd focuses on big lessons from small things. Let me start off by asking you a few questions. 
Do you find it hard to sleep? Do you toss and turn in your sleep and you wake up feeling tired? Do you wish you can check into a hospital so that you can get some sleep? Do you have very little time for yourself? Well, friends, in our fast-paced society, there is hardly time for us to stand by and smell the flyers. But as we practice those moments and withdraw from the business of life, deliberately tear ourselves from the hectic demands that are screaming at us, then we can sit back, let our souls catch up, and let God's voice speak clearly and loudly to us. Hence, the title for this week's sharing being Lessons from Small Things. We can learn many beautiful lessons from those things we normally won't give the time to. A big lesson we can learn from a small thing is the humble flower. They could be the highlight of the decoration of a grand wedding or just be the ones which grace our sidewalk. Let's find out some amazing characteristics of flowers. Well, firstly, according to a popular search engine, scientists estimate there are over 270,000 species of flowers that have been documented and are living in the 21st century. There are 25,000 varieties of orchids. Flowers are used as medicine, make perfume, and are a great source of aromatherapy. One of the famous kings ate daisies to relieve his stomach ulcer pain. Some names of flowers have been chosen as names for ladies, like violet, daisy, rose, lily, just to name a few. Clearly, people who choose these names for themselves want to reflect the exquisite beauty of these creations. A very popular essence, vanilla, comes from the fruit of an orchid, vanilla planifolia. And sunflowers turn their heads to the sun, which is the origin of their common name. In Turkey, during the 1600s, flowers were used for sending coded messages. Orchids come in every colour. There are even black and green orchids, except blue. Another amazing thing about flowers is that Jesus used them as an object lesson for his disciples. In Matthew 6.25, the message version says this, If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description. Careless in the care of God, and you count for more to Him than birds. Has anyone, by fussing in front of the mirror, ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? And all this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? And instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design? quite like it. The 10 best-dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen, and don't you think He'll attend to you, take pride in you, do His best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. And people who don't know God and the way He works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how He works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions, and don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. 
there is something about the flower that God wants us to learn from. And in this passage that we just read, Jesus took a very apt object from nature to teach us about dependence on God and not to worry. So knowing that men tend to worry about the basic issues of life, Jesus addressed the issue of trusting God for our needs. He sends the rain to water them. He provides sunlight for them to grow, without which the plants will die. They do not work, yet they have everything they need for life and sustenance. And God said that even Solomon in all his wealth can't match up to the beauty that's found in his flowers. We admire rich people for their extravagant clothing and how glamorous they look, but let's admire the beauty in a wildflower. Because God said their clothes, no matter how fine they may be, cannot compare even with the ordinary wildflower. Amazing, isn't it? What is God saying? He says that when we start losing our focus on God, worry becomes a vicious cycle. We will work our bones into a frenzy trying to eke out a living. We may have sleepless nights and end up reaching for the sleeping pills. We may even end up being very anxious and have panic disorders. We find it hard to relax. What then is the antidote for worry? I have four R's that I want to share with us today. The first R is relationship. We have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Bible says, Do not worry about your life. Look at the birds. They do not sow or reap. Yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. If God looks after His creation, how much more will He look after us, whom He died for? And verse 32 says, Do not worry about what you will eat, drink, or wear. Yet your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. And God is saying He is intimately aware of our needs because He is our Father. He will not neglect us or abandon us because of who He is to us. He will faithfully fulfill His role to provide and to see that we'll be sufficiently covered. When our lives are filled with all that we need, it is a witness of how great our Heavenly Father is. The basis of our prayer and our trust in God is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. So the first R is relationship with our Heavenly Father. Let's look at the second R. The second R is repent. Repent of not trusting the Lord. If we truly know God, we will trust Him totally and not place our security in money or in anything else. Therefore, we need to repent if we place our security in mammon or in our bank account instead of faith in God. Psalm 84.12 says, O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Jeremiah 17.7 says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. Psalm 118.8 says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. In Jeremiah 17 verse 5 says, This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the one who trusts in men, who depend on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. And we learn from these verses that if you trust the Lord, you will be blessed. It's a promise that we will enjoy when we trust God. The third R is release and rely on God. We can release our cares and burdens to the Lord. Knowing that the Lord is a heavenly Father is powerful knowledge and we can put that into practice. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. And this verse encourages us to pray with regards to all matters in our life, whether it's big or small, and cultivate a strong dependence on the Lord for everything. And your faith will grow to bigger heights as you learn to trust God for bigger things. He doesn't want us to carry them. 
Rather, his shoulders is big enough to carry them for us. Some of you, my friends, may have been praying for something for a long time. But friends, don't give up. Persevere, and as you do that, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise. Let me close with the life testimony of George Mueller, a great man of faith. He started a ministry for the orphans at Bristol. By the time of his death, George Mueller had been used by God to build four orphanages, and over 10,000 children had been taken care of through the orphanages. And George was a man of prayer. God released resources to him as a result of his prayer. He administered over $8 million for the orphanages, though at the time of his death at 93 years old, his worldly possessions were only valued at $800. And here's one episode of how God answered his prayer. At the orphanage in England, it was time for breakfast, but plates and cups were empty. There was no money to buy any food, but Miss George Mueller prayed and trusted God to take care of all the children's needs. Immediately, they heard a knock at the door. Guess who it was? It's the baker. Mr. Mueller, I could not sleep last night. The Lord told me to send you some bread for breakfast. So I got up in the wee hours in the morning and I baked some fresh bread for you. Mueller thanked him and gave praise to God. And shortly after the baker left, they heard another knock on the door. It was the milkman. His truck had broken down in front of the orphanage. He gave all his milk to the orphans before the milk gets spoiled. And God provided breakfast for all the children in this amazing manner. And friends, we learn how simple trust in God can go a long way. And let's remind ourselves daily that God is greater than we are and can do much more than all our resources. So friends, take heart, turn your eyes upon Jesus, cast your cares upon Him, and He'll carry you. Do tune in tomorrow as I share with us on more big lessons from small things. When we come back, I'll pray for you.
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for my friends who are listening right now. I thank you for their lives. And I thank you for the word you have taught us today. It is more than a reminder, but a call in the Spirit to leave our cares and anxieties at the foot of the cross and trust in your provision. I pray for my brothers and sisters out there who are worried or anxious about the cares of this life. And may you increase their faith to trust you and depend on you for everything. Let them not waver in their faith, but rather be strengthened in the face of tests and trials. You will never let us down. So therefore, we will never lack. So we declare our trust is in you, our Heavenly Father. And thank you, Lord, that you are ever faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the end of the program. Do join me again tomorrow. Goodbye. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Thought for the Day is brought to you by Trinity Christian Centre Singapore. This program comes on every weekday at 7.40 in the morning and again at 10.30 in the evening. If you've been blessed by our program, we'd love to hear from you. Do call us at 6468-4444 or email us at admin at trinity.sg. For more information on our services, events, and seminars, do visit our website at www.trinity.sg. On behalf of Trinity Christian Center, may God's presence, peace, and power be real to you today and every day. God bless.